The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Woo! Nice. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster and I'm on like the down dip nice. at that part. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, Talking to the dog? I'm making fun of the dog. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, get a free audiobook download uh, and uh, uh, choose from over 150,000 titles for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. You visit heathersfreeaudiobook.com to click on the link and get your free audiobook right now. And I can think of some good ones that you could buy. Yeah. You know what those are? Yes, you can 2.0 or you can, well, I don't know if the page is up yet, but you'll be able to start pre-ordering the um, money credit money you credit. had to avoid identity theft, frauds, and scams. Woo, get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Two more months. Freedom Fest. Yeah, eight weeks. Freedom Fest. I got my plane ticket. I know, I'm so excited. Oh, you know what we need to do for for uh, listeners um, of the Keys to Riches, as well as the Unlock Your Wealth radio program, you should visit our um, Unlock Your Wealth radio page and uh, vote for which book cover you like the best, because there's oh, two did. choices. Well, you got a contest going. So we got a little, yeah, well, I mean, nobody wins anything except for the satisfaction of being like, the, oh, I made the, uh, it was my deciding vote that cast that book over. I picked it for her. We're looking for your input. Yes. So which one do you like better? One is kind of plain. One is kind of fancy. You tell me if you like plainer or fancier better. By the way, I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my maestro of moolah and producer extraordinaire of Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the keys to riches financial philosophy. What's this week's key? No seasonal exceptions. Very good. We are now on key eight, and that is no seasonal exception. So last week, we did a really great job of discussing breaking the budget and why budgets are bad and how there's a better way. And so if you've already gotten on that way, this key helps you to stay the course. That's the focus of this key. It's about staying the course and not being lured like squirrel, (laughs) 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 which I happen to be an expert at because I have a bit of ADHD. Thank you. Uh, So, yes, so it's about staying the course. And this key will help us give us the tools we need to stay the financial course, of course. (laughs) 
that word squirrel I've heard used a lot. Is that a, is that an Arizona thing? Uh, I don't know if it's an Arizona thing. Never um, but until really, until I, I got out here, no. it's about you know, it's like uh, a dog, you know, could be like doing his thing, and then all of a sudden, <gasps> squirrel, and then he's off chasing. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, it could be rabbit. Neat, but all rabbit right. doesn't sound the same. But but that's what it's, it's about being distracted. You know, a dog's like doing his dog thing. Do do do. You know, and like squirrel. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Exactly. And so it's about being distracted. Yeah, that stuff didn't happen in Connecticut. You know, they're very... <laughs> Nobody gets distracted in Connecticut. The dogs are all in college and getting their master's degrees and stuff. Yeah. Well, all of you fancy East Coasters, <laughs> you highfalutin... New England snobs. Exactly. Not like out us Southwestern gals hugging our cacti and riding our horsies. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so that's what squirrel means. Squirrel. Uh, speaking of squirrels and S-words, our moolah word of the day is an S-word. And what might it be? Shh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're not ready for that. Oh. No, I am ready for that. Um, but uh, uh, it starts with an S. That's that's your hint. Um, and um, it's the antithesis of what we promote on this show. I'll just say that much. That's your, that's your hook, your key. Spending. <laughs> no, spending isn't a bad thing unless it's excessive. Keep thinking, but you know, while you're guessing or trying to figure it out, I'm going to talk about today's money drama cool. because that plays into um, this week's key so nicely. And our money drama is going to be about um, the uh, justification of overspending. Wow! You know, so uh, it's how YOLO gets in the way of great cash flow. <laughs> YOLO. YOLO is a no-go for cash flow. Okay. How's that? Okay. For some assonance. Yeah. See, alliteration is when the first part nice. rhymes. Yeah. Assonance is when the back part I live for that. Yeah. Yeah, I should have been a rapper. Songwriters do, too. I could have been a rapper, you know, because I can just do that on the fly. Do you? Really? Yeah. All right. I, I, maybe that's what we need to I do mean, next. That, that is a great If talent. this radio show thing doesn't work out, maybe I'll become a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you can give me a nice go-go beat. There's an East Coast thing, the go-go beat, you know. Is that, is that East Coast? Yeah. Huh. You know, um, oh, what was the band that I really liked? Because um, I used to DJ uh, when all of the, um, it was, uh, some Run DMC songs had a go-go beat, but there was this other one. Oh, the Boogie Boys. Remember the Boogie Boys? No, I don't remember the Boogie Boys. How about the LA Dream Team is in the house? No? No? Yeah. You were probably yeah, I was in another. I know you were around back then. I was around. <laughs> but that just, you know, that just probably wasn't your vibe. Hip-hop and rap did not. Did yeah, not but when it was new, it was cool. It's, it's got yucky over I mean, time. It's not, I'm not saying it's not cool. I mean, I think Eminem's records were fantastic. It's just it wasn't part of my DNA. Yeah. You know, growing up. Gotcha. So. That whole East Coast snobbery yeah. thing. All right. So how about a moolah word, shall we? Let's talk some S words. And this is one that I think, well, it's the antithesis of what we were going to explore and expand upon at Freedom Fest. And that would be socialism. Oh. And socialism is an economic system, which is based on cooperation rather than competition and which utilizes centralized planning and distribution. But what we know is it doesn't work. And that's what puzzles me so much. And we don't have to get off on a political tangent, but if it doesn't work and so many, there's so much proof of it, why, did, why are they still trying to make it work? 
Well, because people just say, well, they didn't do it right. I can do it better. I can do socialism better. You know, but it's just like. You think that's it. Okay. I I think that that's what it is, is people feel like they can do it because they believe in it. Therefore, they believe in themselves. Ergo, we just need to try it my way. And they'll try it their way and then they'll figure it out. It doesn't work because you can't kill the human spirit. And if I am not entitled to what I have achieved, and if I can't receive the personal value, not the financial, monetary, or material value, but if I can't achieve the personal value of my achievements, what is it all for? If I'm not allowed to keep the rewards I have worked so hard to sow, you know? You reap what you sow. And and so what it does is it makes, it, you know, socialism brings everybody down a notch because sure. why would I try hard if, if, if I know that I'm carrying you, you know? So, um, you know, we get into that mindset. I mean, I think, I think in terms of music again, and I, you know, I think of Shostakovich and I just think what a great composer he was and what a great composer he would have been even more so had he not been held down by the government and and they really did hold him down creatively they they said you know they definitely held him to certain parameters that you know he couldn't go outside of yeah yeah it stinks yeah. I know. So we got to get away from that. Um, so that's our moolah word of the day. And uh, so let's talk about this week's key. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so grateful you've stopped by. We hope you receive a tremendous amount of value and continue to listen. Uh, So to share with you what we do here, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. Uh, and so this week's key is our eighth key and it's no seasonal exceptions because, uh, think about for those of you who have been with us, how far we've come. First, we accepted that we had financial challenges, whether it was knowledge or application or experience, whatever our challenge was, we addressed or accepted the fact that yes, we don't know what we're doing and we need to learn a different way or what we have been doing isn't working. And instead of uh, the folks that are promoting socialism, <laughs> to instead of uh, when something doesn't work, keep doing it harder. It's not going to fix it. You just need to change what you're doing. That's what, what, what you've done with the first key. Then we started to analyze what was going on with our second key in take action, make assessment. Uh, and we were looking for different things than most people look for when it comes to budgeting. Then we learned how to set goals. Then we learned about what we should know about money, but may not know and where to acquire that information with our three, five financial plan. Then we learned about the role of biology and emotions when it comes to managing anything in our lives, but specifically money and how that affects us negatively and how we can move to correct that. And then we learned about eliminating the unknowns in an uncertainty in, our, in at least our financial lives to help us live a less stressed and reduced worry life because ideally we can't be, I mean, the panacea would be worry-free. 
but how many of us can actually let go to be in that place, self-actualized? So, but, but that's the goal, yeah. nonetheless. And then we learned to balance our budget last week. And instead of just balancing a budget, we actually threw it out the window. We broke the budget and created a healthy savings and spending plan instead, uh, because we know what happens when we go on budgets and diets. We're deprived. And so the, so the brain responds biologically to that deprivation by seeking out what it is that we want. It makes us crave us, crave it more, you know, and I want cookies. I know. <laughs> exactly. Jennifer and your Oreos, we're speaking to you here. Yeah, yeah. You and Fred and the Oreo scene. Uh, so anyway, uh, so today's No Seasonal Exceptions Key is a critical piece because this is where we can become derailed from our financial plan. This is the squirrel. And ideally, it shouldn't be a distraction. But there are so many special occasions and events that we feel some sort of obligation to for whatever reason, and then we go nuts. Um, and it's not just about going nuts because this is plays into a larger theme about our own self-worth, okay? So let's talk about what what makes a seasonal exception, a birthday, a graduation, a bar or bat mitzvah, a quinceanera, or any and other type of coming of age religious celebration, births, deaths, blah, 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 you name it, birthday parties. There's a million and one different types of things that we could do to celebrate. And because we're biological creatures, not logical creatures, we're biological, meaning the biology comes first, uh, we don't always respond to these invitations and announcements appropriately. And so the way we overcome this is through the rules of etiquette and good breeding. And, and the reason why I say this is because this will help you with the justification you need to start employing no seasonal exceptions as a key until your self-esteem and self-worth catches up. Because this all comes from a lack of self-esteem and self-worth. And that's where people get confused when it comes to this key. And, 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 and they allow their short-sightedness and the mental shortcuts that our brain takes to justify this bad behavior. Because this is bad behavior. You know, uh, I try not to make a judgment in all of this stuff. Things just are what they are. And there are things that are proactive and things that are reactive in in our lives with regard to choices that we make. And there are things that are for the cause and things that are against the cause. And good or bad isn't really the right terminology because when we think of bad, we think of punishment and stuff like that. But just there's more effective or less effective ways of doing things. So if we just want to take that sting of good or bad out of the picture, um, we can just say that, you know, we justify the less effective things um, to placate the absences in our self-esteem and self-worth. I mean, if we wanted to boil it down to its molecular level, that's what drives all of this. That's what spurs the biological responses and the, you know, inappropriate or less effective biological responses that we take. Um, and let me just throw out a couple of examples, and then we'll talk about this also in our money drama. Um, a good example is uh, blowing hundreds and or thousands of dollars on a birthday party for a one-year-old who isn't even going to remember it. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a biggie. I mean, you know, yeah, there's a, there's okay. a million of them in that department. Okay, Um 
And uh, let me think of another one. Um, Christmas. I mean, a kindergarten graduation. You know, the first grade graduation. Well, that's okay, but that's not like cause for like a party. It's an achievement, I suppose, you know. But you don't want to go into hawk over that. Right. Because in my opinion, aging is not an accomplishment. (laughs) I mean, for some people it is (laughs) based on their lifestyle choices. But ideally when we're young, aging is not an accomplishment. Getting good grades, you know, service achievements, you know, spelling bees, you know, A's on tests, things like that. That's an achievement worthy of rewarding. Um, So uh, so there's one example. Um, Another example is um, spending to impress somebody or feeling obligated to reciprocate in kind when somebody does you a nice gesture. That's a that's a big one. It is. And that directly speaks to self-worth. So what we have to do is we have to use the rules of etiquette in order to overcome this. And I have a uh, card up philosophy that we're going to talk about that will help us when addressing all of these financial scenarios. So it's really simple. When we think about giving, uh, we need to think of it in terms of Universal flow and energy. So if we are said recipient of a gift, that is the universe delivering us that abundance that we say we're craving. Many times, because our self-worth or self-esteem isn't there, or we feel a manipulation coming on because the giver is disingenuous, that we will rebuff a gift, or we feel like if somebody has invested in us, that we have to go tit for tat, that we have to reciprocate in kind. And that's not exactly how generosity and giving works. And so I thought I'd ex- explain this first, and then we can talk about how the rules of etiquette help us with this. So when somebody gives something to someone else, giving is never about the recipient. Giving is about the giver. And if you don't believe me, just think about the last time you gave somebody something. You gave somebody something because you wanted either them to have it or whatever it was that you gave them. Every time they use it, they remember you in that special event or occasion that that particular gift is commemorating. Okay, and so one of the things that that uh, stops us from receiving is because we don't feel valued. And this comes from conditioning when we were kids. Maybe you always had to share. You know, if you came from a big family with a little bit of money and you were never allowed to have anything of your own or like you got punished for a second helping of mashed potatoes or something, you know, and why are you being greedy? Everybody else needs someone, needs some too, blah, blah. So you just have this like negative conditioning about taking something for yourself or finding value. You know, if you ever try to step out and be something or differentiate yourself from the crowd, maybe you were told, who do you think you are? We don't do that here. You know, get back in line, blah, blah, blah. And so, so we've gotten that into our head that when somebody recognizes us and, and, and it, we, it doesn't have to be a value that we feel like we've achieved, but if somebody else recognizes a value in us, for some reason, we don't feel good enough. So we either reject it. So now we're rejecting the abundance that we've just asked the universe to give us, number one. Yeah. But number two, we're insulting the giver. 
And number three, we're allowing our personal self-worth to get in the way of the universal flow of abundance, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that might seem a little existential or ethereal, but, you know, we are all just, if you break us down, we're just matter. We're energy in motion. And so- it, it, you know, I mean, when we get down to it, that's that's what we are molecularly. So if we deny somebody the opportunity to give it to us or we don't feel like we're worthy of it uh, and we don't accept this gift or we feel the immediate need to reciprocate in kind, we're not understanding what is really at play here. When somebody gives you something, it's because of the satisfaction that they're getting through the action of giving. Not by what you do for them in return. If that's why somebody is giving, and uh, I know people in my lives that give specifically to get. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know that's a manipulation. Like that yeah. And so if somebody does that specifically to get, then they're giving for the wrong reasons And you can still accept the abundance, but understand that you're under no obligation to do anything but exchange gratitude ever for a gift. Somebody does something for you. Somebody holds a door open. Somebody lets you cut in line at the grocery store. Somebody, you know, gives you something that you commented on that that you think is a value, uh, you know, oh, that, that scarf is really beautiful. And they say, you know what? Here, I want you to have it since it makes you happy. And they give it to you as a gesture. And you're like, oh no, I can't take that. Um, uh, and, uh, you're, you're again, stopping the universal flow. It's what you asked for. And it comes in little things. And once we start accepting the little things, then we build momentum with our own universal abundance. And then the big things come. But if we can't accept the little things, why would the universe give us the big things? Because clearly we can't manage them. Because mm-hmm. because if, if we could manage the big things well, we'd be managing the little things well, and we're not managing them well. So we have to learn how to manage those well first. So anytime anybody gives you a gift, even if you don't like it, if grandma knitted you this crazy purple and chartreuse sweater that you only wear when she comes around, so be it. It was her pleasure knitting it. It was her pleasure giving it to you. And all you are obligated to do, this is your universal obligation for a gift, for receiving a gift, is gratitude for the gesture. It's not about the gift itself. It's the gratitude for the gesture. And so how do we express gratitude? In a card that says thanks. The power of a handwritten thank you, the power of verbally expressing a thank you, maybe a big hug if it's appropriate, if it's a per- interpersonal relationship versus a professional one that maybe touching is not allowed or mm-hmm. not acceptable in your country or custom. So, uh, but the gratitude is what the folks are looking for. They want to know that they made a difference for their own selfish need. Oh yeah. I Absolutely. mean, think about it. Think about what, when you do things for people, it's so people remember you. It's so they pay you that gratitude. That's what you're after. It's not about getting something tit for tat. You know, I, I had a friend that would always buy really, really expensive. Exactly. Acknowledge the gesture. Word. It's a great word. And so that's all I want is recognition. And so, you know, I, I used to have a friend that would always buy these really expensive gifts and it wasn't in her financial plan to do so. Um, and then, you know, I would always accept them. 
And I was always grateful and I would express my attitude, both my gratitude, both personally, right at that moment. And then I would also do a handwritten thank you because I saved those kinds of things. I'd write a nice little note, how it touched my heart, how I felt, how it made me feel. And, but that was like, she, she got mad. Well, you never do, you never buy me anything. I'm like, well, it's not in my financial plan to do so. And so I don't, but is that what you wanted? Well, yeah, you should buy things for me too. I buy things for you. And I'm like, but I don't ask, you know, it's like, then that's not really a gift. That's a hook. (laughs) Are you a salesperson? Are you giving me a freebie? So I sign up for your service. What is this? You know? And so, so there's a manipulation there. So, um, so in order to preserve universal abundance, you always want to receive the gift, um, even if it's something far more expensive than you can afford, because other people have different financial plans than you. Yeah. Uh, and and wealthy people like to express their generosity, and you stifle their ability to continue to be abundant when you don't accept their generosity. Um, so, and and when somebody gives you an expensive gift, especially somebody who can afford it. They know likely what your financial situation is and they're not expecting anything in return but your gratitude. The expectation to meet, the minimum expectation should always be gratitude. And so we need to express that. The only time it is inappropriate to accept a gift is if it comes with the promise or expectation of um, a sexual or romantic advance that you do not want because accepting gifts from those people, lead them on and that's mm-hmm. inappropriate. Yeah. And it can be dangerous because you can set people over the edge and sure. then have a stalker real quick. Um, so you're not doing anybody any favors by saying, oh, thanks so much. And then they ask you out and you're like, well, I'm sorry, I'm just so busy. Instead of, you know, I mean, because you're stringing them along, you're giving them hope that there's, an opportunity and there really isn't and you need to be direct and refuse the gift politely be like look thank you very much I appreciate your desire to be generous with me however I want to make it very clear that I am not interested in any other relationship outside of what we already have romantic sexual or otherwise and just be really clear and being clear and articulate and polite and yeah. considerate, yeah. you know, but, but it is inconsiderate to string somebody along. It yeah. is better to be direct, cut, and make it quick. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because then you can stop the bleeding, you know, just make the slice and be done with it. <laughs> Otherwise, you just keep scratching and scratching and, and then the wound becomes infected and then you have a bigger problem. <laughs> so, really? so, well, think about it. I know. No, you know, right. I mean, you're, you're a guy, you're a handsome guy. I'm sure as a rock star, you have probably had some stalker fans mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, it's not like, you know, you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, but, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. You know, about. but everybody at some point gets a secret admirer or a not so secret admirer, an overt admirer that they're and that, that you don't want to accept the advances. I mean, and, and continually accepting their gifts and stuff like that is inappropriate. So that's the only time you shouldn't accept something. Never tell somebody you think it's ugly, you'll never wear it, it's inappropriate or whatever. That's just cruel. And it's not about you. It's not about the recipient. If somebody gets you what you like, great. If not, that's fine too. It's about the gesture and recognizing that maybe you should walk a mile in their shoes to figure out why they're giving this to you because maybe it's something that's important to them and they want you to pass, they want to pass something along to you like an heirloom. Um, Maybe um, it's something that, about 
you that they see that they feel like this may compliment you, or maybe it's just something, you know, it's just a little tchotchke, but they were thinking of you when they were looking at this particular tchotchke and it created a memory. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they wanted to share it. And so, so this is an important piece of this puzzle. The next piece of this puzzle has to do with invitations to special events and stuff and, and the, the inference that there is uh, an obligation to spend. And when people invite you to their events for special occasions, bar bat mitzvahs, weddings, blah, blah, blah. So most people, even though you pretend to be something you're not financially, most people know who's destitute and who's not. You know which one of your friends has money and which one is broke. Yeah. Come on. Don't lie. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. You know, usually you can just tell by the way they language things and the way people talk. Even if they never say, I only have $2 in my checking account, you know by the way they, they talk about things in their in their family or future. And that's what we have to watch for is they want your presence in the ENCE form, not ENTS form. So just because you receive an invitation doesn't mean you're obligated to give something. They want you to celebrate their special moment. And if it's a graduation or some coming of age party, you've had more than two weeks notice. You've had that entire child's lifetime to plan. And if you haven't planned, that doesn't mean splurge. So start with a card. That's where my card up philosophy comes from. So you start with a card and then you determine whether or not you need to move forward. So that's it for this week's key for the key statement, key affirmation and key action item. Please visit our website at keys to rich keys to riches com and uh, for more in-depth interviews with money experts resources and tools to help you achieve financial freedom please visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com for the keys to riches.com powered by unlock your wealth radio and michael terry i'm heather wagonhalls now go out and unlock your wealth today UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.